On Halftime, the world game with Carlos Alberto Diego from Fordiegos.com. For auction your car, car auction this Saturday. Oh, we always get satisfaction from Carlos. Yeah, I've got a springy mode pants. <laughs> That's for Mick in the vineyard, who clearly missed that grab uh, when Carlos said that many, many moons ago. He's got a spring in his pants today. Yep. Don't you worry about that. Carlos, g'day. Hello, you half. You know that uh, there's excitement around world football. When I walk into the studio, you're all, all over it. You're, you're kicking the ball in here. You're, you're heading the ball to yourself. You're juggling. What, By the way, he's up to about 100 yeah, without still, dropping still it. Still going. Yeah, he's still going. He's, you know, all parts. It's almost a bit of a circus act <laughs> with, uh, with half the way he juggles the ball. But... People are already texting before I even walk in, and uh, that's, uh, that's not something that we get every week. Uh, they tend to text while we're on, but uh, not beforehand. So uh, you know there's some excitement at, uh, going on in world football at the moment. Well, yeah, I've just, got a spring in my pants. <laughs> not just uh, from the texters, but we even had emails this morning at um, just the top of the show, 12.19 p.m. Yeah. Email came in for Carlos. That was last night, midnight, after midnight, wasn't it? Well, let's, let's no. run with that. Let's run with that. Of course, don't forget the boys of the Four Diego's uh, on f- from 11 p.m. tonight, every yep. Wednesday night on 11.16 SEN, 11 to 12 uh, on, the, um, on the airwaves. The boys getting back together. The band's back together mm. every Wednesday, and they do a hell of a job too, 11 o'clock Wednesday nights on SEN, so make sure you listen tonight. But we'll give you an entree to proceedings this afternoon on Halftime. Carlos, uh, to be honest with you, I don't, there's so much happening, mm. and there's so much discussion to be had around the world game this afternoon. I'm not sure where to start. I wouldn't mind opening the batting yeah. with the success of the A-League All-Stars <laughs> versus Uwe yeah. uh, last weekend. 3-2 in the end to the might of Italian yeah. football. But uh, it was a fantastic game. It was a, it was a good and game. you were an ace. No, 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 I, actually, I, I still am, by the way. I well, still hang, am. Hang on, how could you possibly No, no, no. It was, uh, it was a good game, I, but I watch anything. I mean, really. I mean, I, I said to you last week, I didn't like the concept. I like Juventus coming, by the way, and I like Liverpool coming. I love Manchester United coming. All those big clubs I like to come, but I want a team to play them. I don't want well, just thrown together... You know, guy who actually performed quite well. I'm not even having a crack quite at the individual. Well. I'm, I'm not having a crack at the individual players, but I want to walk away from a game like that knowing there was some little kitty from Melbourne Victory who, on debut, played against Tevez and did well. And I want to know that you know that that player can grow as part of that team. Uh, during the next season and go on with it. And I, I just, I just want a team, you know, a, an A League team to play club, them. And I, and I, and I, and I'm calling for the FFA and in Damon DeBowen at uh, the A League. Get him on the phone. I'm calling for it to change the whole All Star concept to the winners of the previous year of previous season Grand Final to play these teams. Because then, you know, it's a, it's a further reward for winning the Grand Final, not only going to Asia, but also. Um, you know, playing the travelling team because I think it should be a regular fixture every year. I just don't like the team being thrown together where the fans pick the team, the fans pick the coach. Wonderful involvement for the fans. Engagement. Luck, it was it's luck maximum. this year. Luck this year that they did okay. They luck. were competitive. Last year they got beaten 5-1. It's an embarrassment. Led twice, mate. 
I know. And uh, by the way, twice. let me just say to all our Juventus supporters out there, and I love, oh, I love Juventus. I grew up, you know, having to kick around with the Juventus juniors down at Sumner Park. I was one of their juniors many, many years ago. Uh, so I love wearing the black and white stripes, but they were awful in that first forty-five minutes, and just marginally, oh, they were awful, absolutely awful. And in, the, in probably the first half of the second half, they weren't much better either. But they're class in finishing, and uh, they're class in finishing. They're they're class in, in the plays they've got got them over the line in the end. Uh, the All Stars were you know leading two-one at the eighty-seven minute mark, and they I lost, <laughs> lost three-two in the end. So and how are you feeling, sheepish? Give us no. some calls, 9-14, What do you think of the concept? No, no, I don't. Like I said, it's great that I watched the game of football. It was competitive. It was good in the end. Uh, some, you know, uh, some A-League players started. I mean, there wasn't a lot of Australian. I mean, Thomas Broich played well. Barisha played well. But they're not going to play for the Socceroos. I want to see kids who are going to grow up in their teams, play for the Socceroos. Sorry. I, I, you want to have an A-League nah. with international superstars coming. And you've got to have them as part of the all-star team. We shouldn't even have an all-stars team. Well, so that's, that, well, that's how I'm... I eradicate all that. <laughs> so, well, you're not going to get any rookies in this, uh, this best team, this best Australian team. No, you get some young kid. I think if, if Adam rookies, Taggart was here, it would have been great to see him play with Newcastle in against him on his way to Fulham or something like that. You get I, his I, chance I, for yeah, the Socceroos. Uh, no, half, you know, I love you. I love you. Like, I love the FFA Cup, the romance. Yeah, romance. Absolutely. But I cannot agree with you on this one. You here. know what I think? I think you're just stubborn. You're stubborn. <laughs> you, went in, you went into that game with a mindset that you didn't want this all-star team to play because they got pants by United last year 5-0. You knew it was going to be an embarrassment. This is what yep. you said last week. Yeah, it's true. It was going to be an embarrassment for Australian football. Yep. All of a sudden, 1-0 up. one old draw. 2-1 up. Yep. We're at 87 minutes and we're yep. going to win it and you just couldn't come to grips with it and you thought, no, I've made a stand here, I've got to stick with it. I think you're being stubborn. I just, at the end of it, I actually just thanked Almighty, the Almighty, Almighty that, that we Del got Pero. through where we weren't, yeah, ADP. <laughs> uh, I just thanked that it wasn't an embarrassment, it was a decent game and all the, new, all the media was going across the world uh, spoke of the Australian A-League team, the A-League team, All-Stars team, uh, was competitive in this game. Uh, for me, it, 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 it is certainly, it, it dents your reputation around the world. I mean, the fact that Juventus came here uh, and said, oh, we were really surprised about the standards, really, I mean, fair dinkum. I mean, these guys are professional footballers. Why would they be surprised about the standard? It was all to do with the debacle the year before where they saw the team no. lose 5-1 in front of 80,000 people and millions of people no. around the world who tuned in on the web saw the media half. It was no. an embarrassment. It stepped backwards in our in our no. game, in the development of our game. You know what? They, everyone looks at us, the little fellas from down <laughs> under, in the, in the canary yellow tops. It's Australian gold, by the way. But in the tops, they, they can't play. They don't even play this game seriously. They've got these other games, other forms of football that they play. This is rubbish. Yeah. They won't be any good, despite the fact that ADP's been telling them, boys. He's only like <laughs> Boys, mate, these blokes are all right. They go good. Come over, play us, and you'll see what I'm yeah, talking about. Yeah. They don't believe us. We've done nothing in the World Cup. They just laugh at us until we succeed there. Yeah, all the more reason why we shouldn't take a risk and uh, and just throw together a, a team of players who, who you know have only got 10 days together. Uh, it's hit or miss whether they, they gel. Uh, it's just I think it could be very damaging. In, we got away with it this year. Didn't get away with it last year. Uh, pre-season uh, exhibition game, Carl. I think you need to keep that in mind. Off the off the off Twitter at halftime SEN, Lockie at Lockie eighty seven says Carlos is spot on. Thank you. You're clearly not well, Lockie. <laughs> uh, don't want my club's key players hurt playing in some Mickey Mouse yeah. All Star team, righto? 
Well, even worse, mm. what about if your club's playing Juventus yep. and three go down, playing in a Mickey Mouse game, in an exhibition game? I think the value. Yeah, but I think, like I think the value of the brand, like Melbourne victory. I can't remember the scoreline against uh, Liverpool. It was very tight. Uh, I don't know if it was a draw or Liverpool had just won. I can't remember. It was just the game was, last year. Yeah. Do you know what the score? Uh, uh, no, no, no. I just remember it was the event it was and watching. You know, young Galloway and Ansel and uh, and uh, other the other young guys getting their opportunity to play against Steven Gerrard, and they were playing with you know with the Melbourne Victory shirt on. You know, with their club that they were loyal. To and they came through the ranks uh, playing Connor Payne. And I mean, Connor Payne gave uh, Luis Enrique uh, a, um, a bath at the time. Connor had, been, had gone down with a serious knee injury. Yeah, but that could happen anytime. Well, exactly right. This is what defeats Lockie's point. No, no, but the thing is, it can happen anytime. For well, me, I'd rather, I'd rather them go down uh, injured, uh, maimed for the year, playing <laughs> for their own team rather than some other team. If you're going to go down injured and you're going to be crippled for the year... Still an exhibition game. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because you've got to play an exhibition game anyway. But it's better to be crippled for your own team than someone else's team. <laughs> That's what I reckon. <laughs> right, uh, I'm going to have to disagree. 2-0 you know, it was last year, of course, in front of 95 foul at the MCG. Bob's in Fremantle. He's on the line. G'day, Bob. Hey, I'm glad Carlos brought up his, his, his um, distaste for the all-star concept again, which I think he misses the point completely. And he, and he brings up this brand business, a couple of key words, you know, trends of the words. However, what's embarrassing for Australian soccer is the fact that the SEN soccer journalist is named, what's his name? Carlos Maradona Diego who? Carlos Alberto Diego, man, one of the all-time greats. Yeah, I'm offended, Bob, that, you've, that you're regarding me as a, a media journalist. I'm offended. Because <laughs> I'm not, well, I'm certainly not, Bob. And actually, I'll tell you what, there'd be journos out there Really angry with you for even suggesting I am. I agree with that. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's gone. Thanks, Bob. Thanks for jumping on board. Right. Right. Uh, it was a raging success. Carlos has come around to my way of thinking, and it's uh, fantastic. We love the All Stars concept. <laughs> Good work. Now, FFA Cup was on last night, Carlos. We'll go through that mm. after the break. And also, we need to discuss the opportunity that presents, particularly to the Victorian football public, with uh, these giants of the global game. Perhaps Behemoths. coming. Just down the road here Ooh. to the mighty MCG, the mecca yeah. that is the MCG. We'll do that after this with Carlos. Carlos is with us from Four Diego's, at Four Diego's on Twitter, fourdiegos.com on the web, and, of course, 11 p.m. until midnight tonight, every Wednesday night on SEN. Bit of feedback off the SMS, Carlos. Uh, half, I love you, but you wouldn't know a thing about <laughs> soccer if it slapped you in the face. <laughs> Listen to Carlos. He's been spot on with everything he said on this topic. Uh, right apologies for that. I agree, Carlos. Couldn't get interested in the All-Stars game, but if Melbourne Victory were playing the big clubs year after year after winning the championship, I'd love it, just like last year's Liverpool game. What about if it was Perth Glory yep. v um, Juventus on the weekend? Yeah. Would you have watched that? Yeah. Because I look, concerned? I, no, I, I'm a little bit different in that I, as I said to you before, half, many times I won't be told by marketing men who I should barrack <laughs> for or whatever. So I, I actually don't follow anyone... A-League team, I love them all. You love them all. Or I hate them all. I, I, I watch them all, all the time. But I don't, I, I didn't grow up, it's like, you know, we talk about, you know, growing up with the team, it's in your blood, it's in the family. That's how I support teams. Like, the Socceroos is the team that I really, really support in football in Australia, and the Western Bulldogs in AFL. I mean, I grew up with it, that's just, it's in me. But with the A-League, it started 10 years ago, yep. and uh, I'm really interested. I want it to go really, really well, but I don't support one team. I don't, I don't feel nervous watching any one team. I love watching it, and I watch all the games, 
but and I might have a favourite team for a period of time because of the way they're playing their football or maybe with some of their players that are playing, but I don't lose sleep over a team winning or losing in the A-League. No one's watching Perth mm. Glory v Juve. Uh, Simon Colosimo's <laughs> knee against Man U, stuffed his career in an exhibition game. Yeah, it was, and there was a day, you know, those days there, and by the way, I think Simon, I'm pretty sure he might be listening right now, but but Simon actually, I think, was about 21 years old at that time, playing for Australia. He was the next big thing coming through. He was a fantastic player. He was at the Carlton Soccer Club at the time. Just a fantastic player, one of the best. And he was there with Bresciano and Greller at that time. And I felt, because I had a little bit to do with the old Carton Soccer Club, I felt that at that point in time, Colosimo was better than both of them. Right. That's how good he was at that wow. time. Played for Australia against uh, Manchester United in the friendly at the MCG, I believe it was. Uh, it might have been in Sydney, but I can't remember where, where they played. And Andy Cole came through late in a tackle, uh, and Simon, unfortunately, was carried off with an ACL. And uh, many people say that he never, ever reached his potential after that. And it would be interesting to get Simon's view on that. But uh, he did have a very, very good career anyway as a professional footballer, played overseas in in different parts. But uh, they were touting him as being the best player of his generation at that time before that happened. So that would have been uh, pretty uh, disappointing for his club at the time. I think it was Carlton at the time. And it would have been disappointing for him, given it was an exhibition, playing against uh, Manchester United. Uh, give us a call, Simon, if you're listening, 9429-1116. Carlos, the FFA Cup continued last night, and we had one of those moments. We had one of those moments, Carlos. You know, if you're going to be a superstar overnight, if you're going to do something, you're going to you know, be part of a giant killing performance, it's great that your name is Thomas Love, <laughs> right? Adelaide City. One nil victors over Sydney uh, West Sydney Wanderers. I mean, of course, let's talk about West Sydney Wanderers being a team that's been one of the better teams in the A League oh, uh, in, 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 since its inception two years ago, and still looking for big things this season with big name players. Adelaide, little Adelaide City. Now used let's to, remember this isn't Adelaide United for no, those that are playing alongside a home and probably getting uh, confused. This is not the A League team. This is Adelaide City, which is like a state league Premier League team over there, like a VFA team. Uh, but they were the Adelaide City that won. Many any NSL premierships all, all uh, those years ago. And they're coached by the great Damien Murray. If you remember, yes. Damien Murray scored bags Scoring of goals. champion in the, for yeah, Absolutely, yeah. And he, uh, he's their coach. Perfect. And it's at the Marden Sports Complex, which is a suburban ground there in Adelaide, they won 1-0. And if you get a chance, if you're anywhere near Google right now, while you're listening to us, Google Thomas Love's, Love's goal. goal. Yep. And just watch him pick it up. Around about the centre circle. Just before halfway. Yeah, and just carved up the uh, West Sydney Wanderers' defence. is something that no one was able to do for two years, by the way, at the highest level of the A-League. This kid's just carved them up, suddenly found himself one-on-one with the keeper and slotted it with a plomb. A plomb. A plomb. It was. It was a deep. He was a deep-lying prong that <laughs> slotted it with a plomb. <laughs> That's hard to say. He's been very well said. And uh, what? And and the celebrations were fantastic. And the guy was actually filming it. Must have been filming on his mobile phone or something. And all he could say is, "That was fantastic. That was fantastic. <laughs> that was fantastic." So uh, it was. It's a great piece of vision. And good on Thomas Love. And I reckon if those recruiting people out there, at all the A League clubs, if you're not chalking this kid because you won't have any any representation. <laughs> Just talk to his dad. Talk to him. I reckon you'll get yourself a, a good little trialist to see how he goes. Beautiful, Beautifully taken goal. And now, uh, Thomas, no A-League contracts at this stage, but he will have one, you think? Uh, uh, look, uh, you'd think that they'd be talking to him at least to come and trial. I mean, you don't do that if you're a bad player. Mm. You know, obviously he's got something There's going something for him. There. Yeah. Right, uh, hey, what about this? This is why I love 1116 SEM, because you were talking about Simon Colosimo before, mm. how, what, what an unbelievable talent. 
that young man was. Oh, yeah. Struck down with injury in that game against United. He's on the line. We've tracked him down. 9 is the number. But we tracked him down. Simon, good afternoon. G'day, guys. Now, we know you normally listen. You're a big fan of the show. <laughs> but uh, Carlos was just singing your praises. We're talking about international games and friendlies and exhibition games. And uh, somebody brought up your injury against Manchester United. How big an influence do you reckon that had on your career? I think it uh, catapulted my career. Uh, You know, I look at it in two different ways, and I think I was just a kid having a kick, and it probably put me on the map. Oh, okay. Simon's Carlos. Uh, I remember it as... uh, You would never describe it this way, but I remember you as as the, the... you know, with the uh, the other Rat Pack in that uh, we had Bresciano and we had also Vinnie Grella coming through a Carlton at the same time. And uh, I thought all three of you guys were fantastic young players at the time. And uh, But I, I felt, and you know, I'd say this to Vinnie and Brescia, they were in the room too, and I, I felt that you were ahead of those in your development at that time. And I know you would never admit to that, but uh, uh, tell us at what stage of your career you were at at that time. Uh, I, I, th- I know, so certainly you were one of the better players in the NSL, and I know that you had visions of going overseas. Uh, tell us how that put a hold on all those sort of dreams. Yeah, I appreciate uh, appreciate what you're saying. Look, it, it was it was just one of those um, one of those moments. I mean, uh, you know, it was at that that time when I had played a bit in the NSL, and it was okay. Um, you know, I'd like to make that move to Europe. Um, you know, and I think injuries injuries will come, and uh, you know it's it's a difficult question to answer, answer because from 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 that moment, um, you know, don't get me wrong, there was some disappointment disappointment, and uh, the initial, you know, speaking to surgeons and this and that until I uh, until I flew back into Melbourne and uh, go and see David Young, who 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 did the operation, and uh, you know thanked him for his time, and I said, look, you know, I've got a couple other surgeons that I'll see, and I'll make a decision, and he said, uh, no, you won't. He said, I'm the best in the business, and I'll get you back. <laughs> so, you know, that positive um, influence or, or him saying that was was great, and uh, look, I, I, I used that that moment uh, for the rest of my career. I, I, I understood that uh, from, from, from that moment. I understood that uh, you it can easily just uh, just be gone. You know, one split second, one tackle, and uh, you know your career can be over. So I, I, I didn't take any training session for granted from that moment. Now, Simon, the discussion about you and, and why someone uh, texted your name in and, and reminded us about your injury back then uh, was on the back of uh, this idea of the All Stars versus Juventus. And uh, and I, you know, as much as I love watching Juventus and I wa- love watching any game of football, I just don't like the All Stars concert. I'd rather an A League team playing. Uh, a, a visiting team that's coming, uh, but half was saying that uh, you know what if uh, you know someone gets injured in these friendly games? Uh, does that make the injury any worse uh, psychologically, or you know by way of uh, hindsight uh, than if you got injured in a in a proper game for three points, playing for Australia in a World Cup? Did you feel any worse because it was a so-called friendly game? Uh, look at that point in my career, the opportunity to play against Manchester United. You know, whether I'm wearing the green and gold of Australia or, or my club colours, I, I jump at it. So, from 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 a young player, um, I think you always want to play in those games. I think any player wants to. Mm. Um, there, there's no doubt about that. And you know, that, that's that's a thing with uh, with our careers and them being so precarious that you know you, you know whether it's uh, in training, you could say the same about training injuries. 
you know, whether it's in training, in a competitive match, a match up for points, a World Cup, um, you know, these these things will happen and uh, there's nothing you can... uh, Well, there are sometimes uh, things that you can do about it, but, uh, you know, ultimately it's, it's part and parcel of the game. Uh, we were talking also, Simon, appreciate your time this afternoon. Simon Colosimo has joined us if you just tuned in to Halftime with Carlos. Uh, we are talking also about the FFA Cup and just going through some of the results there. And Thomas Love's unbelievable goal against West Sydney Wanderers to knock them out last night from Adelaide City's point of view. How big a, a, an impact do you think this will have at grassroots level uh, for soccer in, in Australia to have the opportunity? You're talking about opportunities there to play against Manchester United. Well, the A-League players aren't exactly Manchester United, but they're the best we've got here. How big a... a a driving force will it be for young players to to be a part of the game in future with this opportunity. Ah, oh, look, I, lo- I I love the concept. I, I think it's um, it's great to you know to to tie uh, well, both uh, both you know A League and uh, NSL. I mean Adelaide City, former powerhouse. They're a team that uh, you know I used to. Not follow coming from Melbourne because I don't think I could follow anyone from any team from Adelaide. But um, <laughs> you know, guys like uh, Alex Tobin, um, uh, Milan Ivanovic, uh, you know these guys. So they've got a, a long history. And uh, you know, I remember growing up as a kid, being a junior, and uh, and and going and watching these teams and having the opportunity to to see it uh, in their own backyard is great. Well, it's a wonderful opportunity and uh, taken last night by young Thomas Love. We'll talk more about that in a second. But we appreciate your time, Simon. Always great to chat to uh, fantastic players in Australian sport. And you are certainly one of those. So we'll chat soon. Wonderful. Thank you very much. Simon Colosimo with us, uh, talking with Carlos Alberto Diego. Talking the World Game on halftime. We need to get to a break. We'll come back with more FFA stuff, Carlos. We're still going to get to this International Champions Cup as well. Plenty to get involved in. If you want to have your say, 9429-1116 on the open line number. Zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen via the SMS. Carlos Alberto Diego is with us talking the war game on halftime. The FFA Cup last night. Adelaide City through the services of Thomas Love's amazing goal. Cutting open the West Sydney Wanderers defence. They won that 1-0 there. Progress Sydney United uh, defeated Far North Queensland FC. Is that right? Far, yeah, Far North Queensland Heat. FC. Righto, Heat, righto, 4 1, and the smacking for the Heat. They got smacked. Uh, Sydney FC beat Melbourne City, Carlos, 3 1, and Bentley Green, we just heard from BT, beat Blacktown City 1 0. Um, out of that, the Sydney FC Melbourne City results, mm. that's probably the most intriguing I would have thought, Carlos. Yeah, one all. I didn't get to Ballarat uh, to Why watch not? the game. I just couldn't make it up there, but uh, there was a good crowd, I believe, and uh, the Melburnians, uh, the Melbourne City. Uh, supporter group. Uh, they invited the Diego's to a number of pubs on the way there, <laughs> but we couldn't make it, so I apologise to the guys. Uh, but I, we, we did see them uh, support, if you're watching the live stream last night, which is another fantastic uh, opportunity for football to really get to a lot of people. They had a live stream of the game, and uh, I think it was pretty good for most of it. I don't think it dropped out much, but uh, it was pretty good. Yep. And um, and in the end, it was a 3-1 loss. Uh, Corey Gamero scoring uh, first for Sydney FC. Nicky Calmer, great uh, header from a Aaron Moy uh, free kick uh, to equalise. Went to extra time. And then two penalties uh, in extra time. Uh, Ali Abbas. Penalties. Yeah, Ali Abbas. Uh, I think both controversial too. Ali Abbas scoring both of those. Uh, in the end, 3-1 comfortable. Um, I can't really comment on the on who was a better side. You listen, you read the articles of uh, you know the quotes from the coaches, and they both said that they dominated at different times of the game. So I don't know from the social media part of it, it didn't seem like it, re- it reached any great heights. The game, um, so 
Yeah, I suppose we suppose with with the amount of money that uh, Melbourne City is invested with Damien Duff playing, and uh, I think they had nearly a full squad ready except for uh, uh, Robert Curran. He didn't play, yep. but uh, everyone else was available. Uh, David Williams apparently, you know, flew back from Sydney, basically went straight into the, into the squad to play. So, um, yeah, I suppose you're expecting big things from Melbourne City. And any game, even if it's an FFA game or a friendly, uh, you're expecting them to go really well. So uh, I, I don't know whether you can judge much by that game, but uh, uh, Sydney FC is a good start from them. Well, they've uh, been a bit up and down in recent years too. They need some stability, so they'll mm. get some confidence out of that, burning a fellow A-League rival in the FFA Cup. They'll progress through. Excuse me, to the uh, round of 16 there, Carlos. Good stuff by them. Um, the International Champions Cup, Carlos, what do you know? What do you, because you've got nose <laughs> right on the ground there, your ears there as well, yeah. you're sniffing around mm. for news, you're mm. hearing things amongst the hallways of power. Yeah. What do you know? I, I'm hearing that the FFA aren't really happy about it. What? Because they're not controlling it. Uh, it's, uh, I think it's a Victorian... Uh, uh, major events and Victorian yeah, government, government initiative. Yeah, seems to be, yeah. uh, we saw how big this concept was in America. They had uh, the four teams playing in America, and just I think uh, there was a Real Madrid Manchester United game drew 109,000 people in Michigan. Yeah, the big house. Uh, the Liverpool was there too. Uh, I'm not sure about the other, other teams, but uh, they were all big teams and huge attendances for glorified friendly games, basically. Yep. Uh, they're going to do the same thing. Well, they're talking about doing the same thing in Victoria or in Melbourne next uh, season. And uh, around the, I think it's around late July. July 25 yep. and July 31. Yeah, so all played at, yeah, all played at the MCG. And it's all a Victorian major events uh, initiative. So um, I know from Caroline Wilson's article in The Age, uh, I know that the AFL don't seem to be very happy about it because they've had to move their games for these games of... Uh, friendly games of soccer. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it, it'd be interesting. I think it's exciting enough, um, and I don't know whether an Australian team's going to be involved with this round-robin thing or if it's just these overside, overseas teams playing each other. They're talking about Real Madrid versus Barcelona. Who, wanna, who wouldn't want to see a Catalan derby in Melbourne, right? Uh, they're talking about also Manchester City. With respect to the victory in Ma- uh, Melbourne City... I don't, want, I don't want them ruining this. <laughs> they, they wouldn't ruin I don't it. want them ruining I, this, I, Carlos. No, see, I'm a, it's, just, we, it's just unheard of, Half. In five or six years I've done this show, we've never disagreed that often, <laughs> twice. The, I, I would like to see, nah. like to see uh, an A-League team competing nah. against them all. All? All, you know, different times, you know, different games, but I'd like to oh, them involved. Give me a round robin between these three teams, these four teams. Let, yeah. Just let them have their time. But let you're talking be, about Chelsea, Man City. Awesome. Uh, Real Madrid and Barcelona. and Barcelona. Now, if you're confused, because there's talk of the FFA bringing out Arsenal to play the circus game against the uh, All Stars. So, the if, circus yeah, or, or the Man, or Man City coming out. Obviously, they might double up in, in with this competition and also play the All Stars. Yep. So there is a, there are very different. I, I just heard a little bit of a murmur that uh, the FFA aren't happy with this. This thing that they're not controlling and not part of. Yes. Uh, but geez, it'll be huge. I mean, it, you know, the AFL aren't happy because they're going to have to move their games. I think to Etihad rather than uh, the MCG. Uh, there was talk about, you know, will they fill the MCG? Well, I'm never going to say that we won't fill the MCG ever again after I got the Liverpool Melbourne victory. You know, uh, potential attendance wrong. Got that slightly. Wrong. I was thirty grand off there, and uh, you think that uh, if Melbourne victory versus Liverpool. 
uh, gets 95,000, you'd think that Barcelona, Real Madrid will fill that stadium. It's a no-brainer for the MCC to say, oh. sorry, Gil. Uh, we can pack these a couple of times here. Yeah. We'll, you know, we'll be okay, thanks to your yeah. your Essendon and uh, Fremantle game that's going to draw 30. Yeah. I reckon we'll take the 95. Yeah. Well, I, you know what I love about this? It's actually got nothing to do with football versus AFL. It's not, it's not an yeah. argument. It's actually... Victorian government, Victorian major events, seeing the potential of this sport and saying, hey, we've got this big asset here. So it's an international uh, 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 standard stadium. It's one of the best and most uh, prestigious stadiums in the world. We need to bring the best here to play here. Yes. And so it's not a soccer versus AFL argument. It's actually what the Victorian government, the Victorian major events uh, organisations see as something that can build the economic impact in a big way yeah. in Victoria. And so those people who are upset about football or soccer doing this, it's got nothing to do with that. It's just a, an event that the Victorian government identified. Apparently they did all their surveys saying this is huge. Yeah. Uh, it'll be an absolute winner. And Melbourne is a sort of city that will be able to get packed houses for all these games it's at the an MCG. Amazing opportunity. Mm. Amazing. These are global giants. Mega stardom. Yep. Uber stardom. Yep. Uh, along the, the the playing list of Real Madrid, Man City, mm. Chelsea, and Barcelona, and half you won't get a game anywhere in the world at any time of the year between Real Madrid and Barca that won't be fair income. Correct. You know, it, it just it, it just it won't happen. It just won't happen because uh, there's so much riding on it back home, uh, where the fans really really don't like each other from totally different cultures in Spain, uh, Catalonia, and, uh, and and Madrid. Uh, you couldn't get more far removed uh, attitudes and uh, and cultures there, and uh, and they're playing with. They're going to be very very interested. In fact, you probably get a lot of people from over over Europe coming over to watch this thing. Well, so. I've got uh, my cousin's coming back. She lives in Barcelona these days, married a local. Mm. They're coming back today, and he couldn't be more excited about the opportunity of coming back to watch yeah. Barcelona at the MCG. Yeah. So that's how big it's going to be. They'll come from everywhere, and they'll certainly come through the gates of the mighty Mecca that is the MCG to see that. That is an unbelievable opportunity. Let's get it done. 13-2. to two. Carlos is with us. Back more after the break. Uh, Carlos is with us and uh, we're talking about the International Champions Cup. It's got them going out there in SEM League, yeah. Carlos. They're thick and fast on the open line. 9-4-2-9, 11-16. Vinny's in Montana South. G'day, Vin. G'day, boys. How are you? Good, buddy. Good, mate. That's good. Um, yeah, I want to talk about these teams coming here to play. I mean, the, the AFL is whinge, can whinge as much as it wants. It's not going to they're not going to beat uh, these teams playing on the G. Um, like you put all eighteen sides together in the AFL, they aren't even as big as one of these, you know, international sides. No, we're not. What? Yeah, but what I wanted to say is that, you know, these teams coming here to play, they're going to get ninety five, hundred thousand at every game at the G. I reckon it's going to look good for like FIFA will look at it and say, well, look at this country, Australia, Melbourne, you know, city Melbourne, it can get these big crowds, you know. Well, maybe when we bid for the World Cup. Oh, Vinny, don't go there. Don't go. Don't. <laughs> please, don't. You know, we, I, know, I know what the sentiment is, Vinny. I know what you're, what you're saying. But, you know, you're talking about common sense. You're talking about fair play. You're talking about a, an authentic process, a bidding process that's uh, beyond reproach. And that doesn't equate to FIFA. So, uh, Vinny, uh, we've had a lot of uh, examples of us packing out the MCG and stuff like that. Uh, really, let's just take it for the good business decision it would be for, for our state <laughs> and not worry about what it means to FIFA because, really, um, yeah, we were really completely taken to the cleaners by FIFA. And uh, I still don't – well, SEP is going for another – he's going for another term, by the way. 
Sepp Letter. Of course he is. So until he's, until he's there, well, let's not even talk about it. But Vinny, I, I accept your sentiment, mate. Sentiment's lovely, Vin. Yeah. Uh, I think Carlos is still having some issues getting over it the last <laughs> time. I just, just put the, the yeah, sound of his voice there. Danny's in Endeavour Hills. Hello, Danny. G'day, gentlemen. How are we? Good, good mate. That's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of with the other fellow there, but um, just, the, just the sheer numbers, you know, Barcelona alone and those other teams, you imagine them three days in a row, mm. the amount of the height that's going to come out of it is just going to be fantastic for Victoria, actually Australia as a whole, really, when you think about it. Yep. I reckon it's brilliant, absolutely yeah. brilliant to come up with it. Yeah, the only, the only thing, you know, obviously it's something, it appears to be something that's uh, been put on uh, outside the FFA. It would have been good for some of that, those millions and millions of dollars that are coming in through that game, if some of that could go through the FFA down to the grassroots or be part of the game in some way. I, I don't know if that's the case. I'm, not, I'm surprised if they're not involved that they haven't been introduced as part of it somehow mm. because uh, they usually, when, when government get involved with uh, football or soccer, they, uh, they usually work with the state bodies or the national body. So uh, I'm not sure what role the FFA will play they might actually come on board as an agent of some sort or maybe to, to run the event in some way. Uh, I'm really hoping that some of that big, big money that's coming through these games does flow down in, through the FFA into the grassroots in some way. Thank you, Danny. Stay on the line. You've got lunch for two people valued at 50 bucks. the brand-new Sporting Globe uh, just over the road here at Bridge Road in Richmond. Two bowls of red and white wine and four travel padlocks thanks to Avis. You will love it. Uh, appreciate your call. Stay on the line. Arthur's on the road. G'day, Arthur. Yeah, g'day, guys. How are you going? Good, Good mate. That's good. Um, yeah, I just wanted to say that, you know, this is it's amazing um, finding out what's, what's going to happen next year. Just a few years ago, you wouldn't, you, would, you know, if someone said that was going to happen, you just wouldn't think it's quite possible. You know, they'd say, oh, you know, Australia's probably 20 years away for that, something like that to happen. But um, I don't know. I just thought, you know, the way, the way the country is, you know, we've got all these cultures coming to live in australia every day people are coming from all over the place you know we're we're obviously a massive multicultural country and these guys that come here they only know one sport and that is um you know football grassroots football is you know tremendous compared to auskick they don't even compare you know but um i don't know i just disagree with you carlos where you say it's not about AFL versus soccer. I just think it always will be in this country. Um, and I think the way, the way football is dominating AFL day by day, as you can see, you know, within the shambles that's happening in the AFL and, and the crowd numbers and, you know, people talking about how they don't like the game, um, I think it's only going to get worse because the AFL is going to just put their guard up even more. Do you, do you agree with that? Yeah, look, Arthur, I, I really, I, I genuinely don't want, I, I, I don't think it's a debate between football, uh, soccer football, and AFL. I, I really don't. In this situation, uh, it really is a business decision by the Victorian government. I don't think it would have been put on by the FFA. And the reason why I, I say it's not a, a football, soccer versus AFL debate here because I look back at the World Cup bid and when uh, the local organising committee here, uh, the bidding team, had to sit down with the AFL and various state governments at that time, they had a lot of issues with the whole soccer versus 
you know, uh, AFL uh, running stadiums and so forth. And that was very diff- That was certainly a soccer versus football or AFL thing back then. Uh, this is not. It, in fact, it's the way I know it. I don't think it's the way I understand it, it's not even involving the FFA. So it's government versus AFL. So it's the opportunity to get a great couple of games here, big crowds, mm. economic benefits, all that sort of stuff. I don't think it's AFLB soccer, but Arthur certainly yeah. does. Thanks for your call. Carlos, we're coming up to 2 o'clock, but uh, the EPL starts this weekend. Oh, big, big, uh, no, no huge games. West Ham versus Tottenham, London Derby. Derby you know, yeah. but, you know, they'll feel each other, they'll grope each other this oh, weekend. They'll oh, just feel each other yeah, out. I've got a spring in my pants. Absolutely. Oh, but we'll talk about on. it more on the Diego Snipe from 11, and of course we'll give a nice little review next Wednesday here on Halftime. We certainly will. Thanks for coming in, mate. Thanks, mate. We'll see you next week. Carlos Alberto Diego, every Wednesday with us on a halftime.